of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming. Join me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Merry Christmas, people. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Um, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, microtransactions. We're going to be talking not only just particular microtransactions, but the debacle of multiple companies uh we're talking about blizzard we're going to be talking about um uh, rockstar and we're going to be talking about fallout 76 all three of those are triple a titles okay or triple a companies i should say and they're getting a little out of hand with their microtransactions and i'm also going to bring fortnite into this a little bit even though that's it and i'm going to tell you why all right we're going to talk about battlefield uh change to ttk sarge has been up on this we're going to talk about the Tarkov scandal on YouTube. Uh, the people that make Tarkov um, are doing some crazy shit against people that are uh, criticism in games. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, we're also going to be talking, if we have time, about EA. Um, EA uh, head gets fired, and now the drama begins because it's what he said, and then who took his position or who's going to take his position. And then on the second half or the last part of the uh, the segment, about 20 to 30 minutes, maybe even longer, we're going to be talking about Destiny 2. And it'll be like our Merry Christmas to Bungie, right? And I know people are not going to understand, but we're going to break down what is already in the game and how they can fix it. Maybe how to improve the, to improve the game loop the so game it's loop, meaningful. Right, for casuals and for hardcore. So Bungie doesn't kill themselves trying to make this content constantly where they, they just fall short all the time. So that is what's on the show on the docket today. We also I have moved our podcast on a new platform, and it's called uh, Anchor.fm. Okay, Anchor.fm is where we're hosting our site from now on. It's a free service for us. They are a sponsor of this podcast. So if you listen to the audio broadcast, you will hear a Anchor.fm sponsorship ahead of time and you can also um if you go to the uh the link in chat that right there anchor.fm slash gxg you can also uh subscribe to the actual podcast if you would like to you do not have to uh but you can go there and it's its own thing sort of like mixer or twitch like a partnered streamer uh you can actually Help this podcast and me and Sarge try to grow the channel and this podcast into more things in the future. So if you like it, check it out. Make sure you download the Anchor app and make sure you listen to it there or through iTunes. Because every time you listen to the, the podcast, the audio version, we get paid for it. Um, small fractions of pennies. But it all adds up. So Anchor.fm. All right. So let's start it off, Sarge. Let's talk about... 
Um, let's see. Let's talk all about the Tarkov scandal, right? So I forget the actual YouTuber's name, okay? But there's a YouTuber out there that was a predominantly uh, Tarkov streamer, right? Which is a first-person survival type game. You go in. Escape from Tarkov. Escape yeah. from Tarkov, yeah. So you you go in. And you try to survive, and you kill other people. It's a PvP. It's sort of like a, a battle royale isk survival type game. And what what you do is that's it. Try to survive. Get the best gear out. Try to use your best gear in so you can keep winning to get better gear, and so on and so forth in the in the loop. This YouTuber basically was giving them criticism, and the makers of Tarkov decided to escape from Tarkov decided to do some strikes against him. Okay, not just one or two. Now, if you get strikes, if you're a YouTube channel and you get strikes on you, you get three strikes and you're out. Okay, three strikes and they close your channel down. This developer decided to take action by manually hitting him up. Stri striking, yeah, yeah. Striking him for 40. 47. Yeah. 47 different strikes because of the criticism he did in one video. In one video. And well, he struck. They struck multiple videos down. No, that's I know. What they tried to, they yeah. struck down forty-seven of his videos, because that's what he is. He's a Tar Escape from Tarkov streamer. He's a content creator for that. But because he had harsh criticism about the game, uh, the developers didn't like that. So they said they were tarnishing the game's name. And this is where it gets a little. This is the bigger news, right? Not just, not just trying to silence this guy, right? But in general, just trying to silence the media. That's that's the problem. Right. The problem is is that a developer is using the policies of a broken system, which is YouTube, uh, in order to subjugate his criticism of the game. Right. So if, if they're allowed to get away with that kind of stuff, then who's to say what you can censor? What's to say that developers right. across the board can't striking down whoever? Like for instance, so not and let's let's not forget that he's doing this full time. Right, That's his income. Right. So now his site gets obliterated. Right. There's no there's no coming back from it, and he's got to wait and follow the follow the procedures uh, to try to get his channel back. Meanwhile, he's making no money. Right. That's that's the that's the problem, right? So I'm bringing up the actual article now, so we can actually get some uh, actual factual names and stuff here. Um, Escape from Tarkov developer Battle State Games has issued 47 DMCA claims against YouTuber Erotic, okay, uh, over spreading incorrect information and expressing overall negativity about their game. This isn't the first time DMC notices have been used in the way the developers to remove content and express a particular view, uh, with Firewatch developer Campo Santos issuing a takedown last year. Um, it's a pretty notable as it seems most DMC notices usually revolve around uh, piracy, copyright, or unfair use of the content for monetization, not for false information. Okay, so this is this uh, article um, is from Polygon. So that that's the issue, though, freedom of speech, right? Like, if you don't like something, like, for instance, I'm on another podcast, okay? I'm on the Raiders Roundtable on Monday nights. I love, I love reading the comment section of, of the YouTube channel, right? It, it gives me a hard on because these people sometimes they just, it, it just makes me laugh because we're there to entertain. This podcast is here to entertain, to give you knowledge, entertain you and do stuff. And 
because of the stuff I say and the stuff I do on that podcast, people comment and they they get they get angry. They get they take shots at me. They do, they don't like me saying certain things. But we don't take those comments down, right? They have the freedom of speech to say what they want and what they think of me, and that's fine. But the whole purpose is, and this is the whole thing, is it's entertainment, and I'm getting people to talk about the game and how people like it or don't like it and so on and so forth. And that is what this guy is doing. He's an entertainer. He's making YouTube videos. He's showing the right and wrong about this game. People watch the videos. Some people are going to look at him and go, yeah, he's full of shit. I don't want to I'm, – I'm still going to play the game or whatever. And then other people are going to be like, you know – I, I, hate, I hate the game now. I'm not going to play it, which is happening right now. There are people protesting against um, battle, what is it, battle State battle state Games for Escape or Tarkov because of what they're doing. What they're doing is trying to take away your voice on – like if you make a shit game, hence let's, let's talk about a game Bethesda made called Fallout 76. It's a shit game right now in this state that it's in right now, right? Bethesda's not taking down comments and stuff. It's all over the internet. People are talking shit about this game. Same with Tarkov. If you have problems, right, they have an open conversation. But now, as the developer just silenced this guy and basically tried to take his knees out from him, this is his livelihood, right? It's almost like a because he made a comment about you, you think that that's going to stop you from making money. So instead, you took him out. You know what I mean? Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Right, but that what that says what that says openly is the developers are scared of snowballing criticism from YouTubers, right? right. Because they create this negative. I'm going to call it negative hype. Okay, they create this negative hype towards the game. Now, my question to you is, how is that any different from a game developer pu- uh, publicizing their game for three months out and overhyping it and leaving a hype train? And then it doesn't it doesn't do anything that they said it does, but they hyped it up the whole time just to get sales. How is that different? Right. It's not different. Right. It's not different. So be very careful here on what you allow yourself to believe and what is you think is your under your control or not, because it could be your it could be your web page next. Right. That some developer strikes right. down using the broken rules that YouTube has. Yeah. Okay. It, so this is a big deal. People need to pay attention. And uh, and I think that it's good that someone brought up the fact of boycotting boycotting the game completely. Yeah. You know what what these developers don't understand, and I've said this a few times, but the 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 ability for gaming communities to get together is very very powerful because between the high level nerds that we have that data mine the games to see if the bullshit's actually in there, to the guys who are playing 30, 40, 50 hours a week playing a game all the way through and, and, and knowing every little thing about it and giving information on it 24-7. Like, right. if you if you want to know information about a game or any kind of tech thing, you can find it, okay? It's on live mm-hmm. all the time, right? Nowhere else is this much information being transferred this quickly no. and and so voraciously. Right. Like, people are just, like, on top of it. Like, like the, the, the dumpster fire that was 76 was trying to go down, and they just kept throw more gasoline on it and now you can see the fire from space you know it's like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're not allowed to get away with murder poor, right, poor right. consumer poor consumerism and expect that the community is not going to notice like i'm sorry that you made a shitty game but don't lie about your shitty game to make it it's not shitty it's shitty okay you made a shitty game now now here here's the difference though right 
if oh, I'm blocking my own face there. Um, here's the difference, though. If Battlestate owned YouTube, it would be different because YouTube can then set, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like you can censor. It's like someone, if you're, if someone's in your restaurant and they're wearing an offensive shirt, you can ask that person to leave, right? Because they're, you don't want them in your business. But Battlestate has nothing to do with YouTube. And YouTube shouldn't take the developer's side because the YouTube platform itself is about content creation and, and entertaining, right? So for the devs to strike down and YouTube to be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like without any doing any kind of research because of the algorithm and if someone complains about it, it automatically strikes you. If it gets three strikes, YouTube's like, well, this must be bad. So they take it down, right? Like th think about it. Uh, uh, Paul, what's his name? Um, uh, Paul Logan. Is that what his name was? The, the one that, that, that showed the, the, the hanging people in, in Japan, right? In, the, in the, the suicide forest, right? He still has a channel, okay? He broke terms of service and everything. He still has a channel. This guy made a criticism against a video game, right? And he's losing his channel. Now, I'm sure he'll get his channel back and stuff will happen, okay? If it's not already happened. I haven't read the article that he has his channel uh Destroy it'll take not. time it's gonna take time oh they'll, they'll reverse it pretty fast they, they can but it's just funny to me that youtube will strike down someone for a negative video of a of a game but not strike down someone that shows naked uh, dead people you know you know in a forest like actual dead people in a forest hanging you know what i mean like it just boggles my mind like where do you draw that line youtube where do you draw that line and youtube but that but that's why they're, they're it's it's a broken system what they have currently running right now for security purposes is a right. broken system the battle state games use the broken system in their favor is basically what happened right well anyone you, you know sarge that you can look at any youtube video and you even though you didn't do anything with that video you can make a claim to copy strike that person down and claim it's yours and then get their money do you know that Anybody can complain and, and criticize and say, well, they took my information or whatever. It's not fair use. Strike it down, and whoever does it, they can get that money for that, for that video. Think about that, think about that logic, right? So it's just, it's, this is just in bad taste by the developer, not setting a good bar here, okay? Because now you basically now, just – Now they're watching them. Right. Now, now, now all the gamers are like, whoa. I'm not. I'm not gonna play this game because if it's a game is shit and I have negativity and I'm a YouTuber, why would I play it? Why would I play this game if I'm a Twitch streamer and I this game sucks? Why would I? Why would I? If it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. If I have anything negative to say, these guys are gonna strike me down, right? So why why play their game? So now their numbers are gonna just start going down and down, farther and farther. Well, well. Also remember that the power of the community is something very very important because let's let's be honest, these game companies wouldn't be there if it was not from us buying their game right so the way the way that they treat the way that they treat their as they as they see us the cash cow and then they want to know why they end up with bad publicity like i don't understand your your whole point in life besides making a shit ton of money which they normally do is to make a good game right like to, that's to be your, entertaining that's your job. make a good game that's your job make the best game possible that you guys can make right. that's that's your job and then market it and then we decide whether or not you get to stay in business or not that's the that's that's the business logan paul thank you killer paul logan logan paul who cares <laughs> yeah who, who cares maybe he did reverse his name who knows maybe maybe i, you don't know. yeah, I, I say his last name first I, I don't know. 
thanks though for, for, for correcting me. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, so just we're going to keep an eye on that. We're going to keep an eye on that to make sure, you know, it's the holiday season. It'll probably take its time now because everyone's going on vacation for, for whatever. Um, let's talk about, you know more about this story than I do. This is the EA executive. Well, it was it was a blip on the radar. I thought it was worthwhile talking to because what's going on now is there's a British, it's a British um, upper management guy from EA. Do we know what division, like what part? He was the head of division for 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 one of the offices out there, and he was got caught during a conference call with his sub, with his subordinate in America, and he used the phrase, "I don't want to get into a dick measuring contest." You know that phrase has been used in business right. a lot. You know we don't want to we're, we're not here to brag about whatever we're here to get the job done. So she became offended, reported him immediately. EA canned him. Was like within the within the I guess twelve hours or fifteen right. hours. It was the same day, and so now he is trying to defend himself and saying that that wasn't meant to be like a an, a, a sexual advancement or verbiage. It's a term of phrase that's used in business, right? So she became offended. the The story portion of this is is that I didn't even know you could do this over there in Britain, but he already went to court. And filed an injunction to stop EA from fi from filling his position in order for him to defend himself in court in order to keep his job. Right. So it's like a countersuit. Right. The issue is is the person that is going to take over his position is the girl who got offended by the comment. Well, that that seems so. <laughs> this is this <laughs> she is put her application in as soon as he got fired. Yeah, this is why it's a little sketchy because uh, for something to happen that quickly. Over something so, you know, in my mind, it's 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 ridiculous, right? You know, people, certain people are going to say certain things. It wasn't it wasn't a comment directed to a person directly. Right. It's a, a turn of phrase that they use in business. So now they're going to go back and they're trying to look at uh, other uh, video conferences or something else where he's used the same language before in order to establish a pattern. And so now the reality of this is, and I say this to all young people out there. Uh, stop putting yourself on YouTube. Stop putting yourself on, in videos. Stop recording stuff because your job is in jeopardy. Your career can be in jeopardy at any moment, at any time. All they have to do is establish a pattern of behavior and label you something that you know you're not, and your job is done. So, so it's 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 very it's very weird, uh, kind of stupid at the same time. But this is this is this is the world we're living in now. And it, and I found it very interesting. Now, I, I don't I don't hate everyone from EA, but I almost feel like it's a little bit of karma. Well, here's the you funny know? part. Well, we found out who has the bigger dick, though, right? She did. She has a bigger dick, right? So she she decided to. So yeah, here's the here's the here's the actual headline. Boss of computer game giant EA was fired for after uh, after American colleague. I love how they put American colleague, not just a colleague, an American colleague. On the conference call, made a sexual harassment complaint after he said a company discuss, uh, d discussion should have been about who has the bigger dick. The Irish head of one of the world's largest video game market makers in the, is fired for telling a female colleague that the annual company discussion shouldn't be mattered of seeing who has the bigger dick. The high court has said he has he was fired a six months he was fired six months after taking a hundred sixty thousand dollar year job at Electric Arts which makes it some of the world's most popular video games, including FIFA. The American woman, 
he was speaking to on conference call made a complaint of sexual harassment due to the comments. Now, it was a it was a bad mistake. He said he made an unfortunate remark to the female American colleague. I love how they keep putting American there. American they, colleague. Well, well, they have to. They have to keep putting. Why can't it just be a colleague? Why does it well, have to be? They have to label the fact that the Americans are the ones that keep causing these problems. That's okay. why. So the American woman, American colleague, over a video phone uh, video phone call is a recent weeks. Uh, was swiftly sacked, his lawyers told the high court. The 56-year-old French native claims that the U.S.-based co-worker referred to in court as Miss S., who complained about this conduct, had a negative attitude towards him from the outset and was eyeing up his $160,000 a year job, the court heard. Uh, Mr. Uh, Gurnett had turned the high court in a bid to get dismissal, uh, dismissal, reversed, and wishes to make his return to work as soon as possible. He has already secured a temporary injunction to stop the company's dismissing and appointing anyone else at his role. Uh, he was hired to run the Irish office for Electronic Arts, which makes a, a string of widely popular games for PlayStation and Xbox, including FIFA and Rock Band. Uh, he promptly moved his family to Ireland to take up this role, uh, and now he's fired, including to a good name reputation. His um, uh, yeah, it just Basically, this is hurting his name, right? Sure. Uh, claims that Mrs. S., with whom he had weekly video calls, had applied for his job and wanted to undermine his authority. See, that's that's dirty. So I think he should definitely countersue and and take oh, on sure his American will. colleague. I'm sure he will. So referring to the another female colleagues in the company, it was alleged that he told Mrs. S., who's based in Texas, that he was not going to pull my dick out and put it on the table <laughs> to see who has the bigger dick. Now, mind you, he was on video call. So if he stood up and literally took his penis out and slammed it on the table, one, kudos to him. That's some ballsy moves right there, right? Yeah, but that's something that was happening. I know. I understand that. Then I can see – then I can see him – you know what I'm saying? Getting fired. Sure, sure. But to say the word, I'm not going to whip my dick out and put it on the table to see who's got the bigger dick, that gets you fired in business – that's just yeah. insane to me. That's insane. Yep. So yeah, there you guys, there you guys go. Don't say who's got the bigger dick. Uh, don't don't video. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing, man. Don't. What about don't the sign language? It would someone get offended by that? Probably another deaf person would. Because you can't say you can't say that there are not deaf deaf people who are snowflakes. I think that there are snowflakes everywhere. You know, Fridge, you're not the first person to say that. Uh, but when I view it, when I when I monitor it, my audio is fine. But you're not the first person to say it. Someone told me yesterday that my audio was was low, so I don't get it. But it's 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 good on my end, so I we'll have to keep it as is. Um, okay, so next story I want to talk about. Yeah, we're about half hour in the show. I think this is a good time to bring up. You want to do the TTK first? Or you want to talk about the no, TTK? It's not really a story. It's not really a story. It's it's almost it's almost something like okay. Here here's why it's a story. When when EA decided to change the TK, the TTK in Battlefield V, okay, that the death the death was going to take longer. I still the, the core gamers have been playing it now for a straight month. Went completely ballistic and said, "Why are you changing this? We're, we just finally started getting used to it. Everyone's learning the guns." And now, immediately when they did it, and they did it, it wasn't even it wasn't even a patch or update. They just did it the next day that people woke up. Right. And so 
the, a good percentage of the weapons being used in the game now became completely useless. Like all of a sudden, one day your gun's working great, the next day you can't kill nobody without getting shot. Right. So immediately they blitz the the, the hardcores, the, the, the fans, hardcores the fans. blitz. Yeah. Okay. And so the the staff from EA flinched, and they said, "We're not going to change it. We're going to put it back." And that says a lot because the original reason why they wanted to change the TTK is because they wanted to make it easier for the new players coming well, in over the holidays. Right, because they dropped the price. It's half right. off. They get right. an, an fluctuation of new people to come in. Right. They don't want them to feel that they can't play the game. Right. They basically right, because... they basically lowered the, the stove, dropped the frog in, and they're slowly boiling the frog slowly, right? So he doesn't jump out right. of the pan. That's, that's well, let's, let's all be honest. Let's all be honest. They're trying to get as many bodies in as possible because of the you-know-what. I'm not even going to mention it yet. We're, we're going to just keep on talking about it. That, that's that's the whole story in a nutshell, right? right? Battlefield's under a lot of pressure. They, they keep tweaking stuff that they shouldn't be tweaking. Uh, the game really it's isn't, let's be honest, game. The, game, the game really isn't finished. People, okay? people, well, let's talk about it a little bit. People like the game. The people that are playing the game, they really like the game, right? But they say within the first eight hours of playing it, right after you play the campaign and you're just playing, you're just playing Battlefield. Within eight hours, you you already are bored. You're bored of it because eight, there's eight maps. There's no matches. There's no new maps. There's no that no the Russians, game modes, no Americans, right. right? No Americans. No M. No M1 Grand. There's the, do you know what I'm saying? There's so many things that are missing from the game right now, and I think that's the bigger issue, right? But of course, you know that they're lowering the price and trying to get more people in so they get the microtransactions because they're like, oh, we could drop well, it by $30 numbers. and then we can get more people to come in and then more people might buy the microtransaction loot boxes and stuff like that. So it's it's a very, it's a very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared for the, the industry as it is right now. All right, but, well, before we continue, because most of the stories that are, are going to lead up to this and the whole Destiny discussion we're going to have at the uh, at the top of the hour Okay, I, I want to just say a couple of things, get it out in the open. Okay, first and foremost, okay, I'm for the consumer. Uh, my my defensive position Obviously. from now until 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 I die is the fact that there is no reason at all that a microtransaction, cosmetic or otherwise, should be in a full price game ever. Right. Okay, and until and until the community and and as a whole uh, sticks to their guns, tells them no, doesn't buy them. Tells the developers that I'm not going to buy them because you're wasting your time developing for that, all right? And until it changes, that's my defense. Now, that being said, I understand completely that a lot of people who are playing games are not of the same mindset as I am, right? Gamers are, are getting older. I'm an old gamer, okay? I have played every game, every game system since the beginning of game systems. Right. I have seen everything. I've seen how they advertise, how they manipulate, how the how the how the best of the best has rise to the top, how the how the how game companies over the years have crashed and burned. I've watched everything happen. I've seen it all. So my mindset of seeing how the industry has developed and where it is right now, all right, I know more than most. Okay. Right. I'm better I'm better than most and not as good as some. That's the best example I can give you. Okay. Oh. You, you, we lost your audio. He got so motivated, he unplugged his mic. Nothing. 
I'm, I'm oh. in the middle of a sentence. It, it goes like that. Am, am I back? You're back. You're back. Am I back? You're back. All right. I can't hear you. You can't I hear guess me. I'll give it a minute. Okay. No, I can't hear you. Um, unplug Interesting. Your, unplug your headset and, and, and plug it back in. Un unplug and plug back in. Yeah. Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. We can hear you. Fine. Okay. Can the stream hear me? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep talking then. Okay. So the the reason why I get adamant about certain things like this is because I know I understand that there are a lot of kids out there that don't understand what I understand. Everyone's in their different their different mindset and their different age bracket of how they enjoy games. Whether you like a game or don't like a game and the reasons why you like a game or don't like a game have nothing to do with me telling you to like or dislike. Everybody's allowed to like and enjoy whatever they like. The difference is, is when I know that the community at large is being manipulated and forced to do things that they don't want to do or being manipulated to buy things that they don't want to buy and they don't realize it is why I talk the way I talk. It's because they might not see it. They don't know about it. I know about it. And so everything that we talk about in these instances about microtransactions and loot boxes and why we say games are which games that we believe are just basically shit is because there's a bar. Like we set a bar like this is a good game. Like you, I don't know how right. else to explain it to you right. guys. Yeah, I, I, the only way I can explain it is that when you're alive long enough, you understand what a good game is. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you just find a game. It's cool. This is a cool game. I shoot people up, whatever. It's great. But over time. You, you get your, your pool of games that you've played, and then you can decide from that pool that you say, okay, well, that game's crap. You know, I think that game's crap, and I think this right. game's good. It's the same thing. Right. Okay, I've been around longer, so I know the difference between after seven years what your game should look like or after five years in development what your game should look like. Right? Right. It's so just, when we talk it, about it's shit— It's just experience. It's just it's experience. Right. It's not because I made it up. Right. All right. Please take over because I can't hear you. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up on you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up uh, and then call you back. He's not paying attention. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll uh, he'll come back. Sarge, oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, I hear weird weird sounds coming from him. Are you good? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yes. Okay, we're good. Yes. All right. Cool. All right. So, basically, what I was going to say is, people are like, "Oh yeah, I've been gaming since I was twenty. Cool. I'm forty. Okay." And I've been gaming since I was three, literally, since I was three years old, okay? I literally have played every console home game system since I was young, okay? All gamers from all ages, right? There's people that are 70 years old that are playing games that have played as long as me, right? They started when they were 30, and now they're 70, right? I know people. I know people that have been there, right? So, but we've played a lot of stuff. Now, we're not saying that we're, like, god of all gods, no. But a lot of the stuff we say, obviously, it's our opinion. I don't have to say it's our opinion, okay? It's, it's my, coming out of my mouth. It's it, Right. It's, it's coming out of our, our mouths on our show. It's it's our opinion, okay? A lot of the stuff. Now, we're not right 100% of the time. No one is correct 100% of the time, okay? But if you've watched 152 episodes of our podcast, okay, you know that we're right more than we're wrong, which is better than a weather person predicting the weather. Right, because my weather guy over here is wrong all the time. Right, like he's even a baseball player. If they hit one hit a game, 
They're 250 batting average, okay? Which is pretty good in baseball, okay? We're hitting about 80% of the time when we when we predict something. Going into that, I didn't say this in the beginning of the show, but there's a news story, and it's from Microsoft, okay? And you guys can bring in um, news stories to us each week on our Discord channel at Generation X. Uh, under 30 and Still Gaming, there's a section that's called Submit News Stories to GX uh, Generation X Gaming. Duplis gave us uh, one from Xbox, okay? So Xbox is coming out. Now, the reason I'm bringing up this story, Sarge, is because of our predictions that we that we do on this show, okay? And I said, God, it's got to be about three years now, right? It's before the Xbox One X was announced, and and in my show, I said that the next Xbox that comes out, okay, will have no disc, okay? It'll be all streaming, like a streaming game service, okay? Then they came out with Game Pass, okay? Then they came out with Xbox One S, and now here we are. So, the Xbox Anaconda and Lockhart, here are the latest next-gen Xbox rumors we're working with. And this article comes from Windows Central, okay? Microsoft is building uh, to take the next-gen head-on on the Xbox platform, which has notoriously been behind PlayStation throughout the current generation. Microsoft has been on the studio shopping spree as of late. They've bought multiple. They're up to, like, 13 studios, right? They're, they're making the first 4A studio, right, the first of its kind. Uh, Microsoft is also exploring lower-bearing entry spreading across mobile devices via the Project X Cloud game streaming, as well as the offering Netflix-like service of the Xbox Game Pass uh, and the current hardware plans look like. Okay, so first, discless Xbox One. Now, hear, hear this. The Xbox One console is set to launch in the spring of 2019. And all things go to plan, we'll, we'll hear Microsoft will look to announce the console as early as January of 2019 alongside a disc-to-digital program that will allow you to convert your physical library of digital licensing participating retailers. So you can take all your discs and copy them into to make them digital. Okay? The Xbox Anaconda and Xbox Lockhart are the code names, okay, of the next Xboxes. According to sources, there are two consoles currently being prepped, aiming for a 2020 holiday debut. Again, that's another prediction that I said about two years ago. I said the next console's coming out, and I called it Xbox 2, right? I said Xbox 2, okay, will be coming out in 2020. Most beastly, okay, so they're, they're, they're doing a, a cheaper S-style console to succeed the Xbox One S, and the more beastly X-style console to succeed the Xbox One X. The code name for the S2 seems to be Lockhart, and the code name for the X2 seems to be Anaconda, which may be uh, serving as a dev kit right now. The next-gen Lockhart console will be affordable, providing the next-gen Xbox experience in a package potentially around as powerful as the current Xbox One X. So, the cheaper version, which this is another thing I said, that the Xbox One X was a prototype, to see how many people would buy it, to see how much stuff they could wedge in a, in a machine to make it more powerful. And now we're getting an Xbox One S next-gen system with the power of the X in it, which will be a cheaper version than what you're buying right now in this day, right? Prices come down, they can dish it out, and they're just printing the money now, right? Now, the Anaconda console will be more powerful and more expensive. So we're talking about what was the Xbox One X 
when it came out. I think it was like what five hundred, six hundred dollars when it first came out. Yeah, five hundred. It was like five hundred dollars. Ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be more expensive than that, right? It's going to be more expensive than the Xbox One X. I'm assuming about eight hundred dollars. I would assume. Now you're talking about a mini ass, ass computer, right? Yes, but we're talking about. A and this console, is all rumors. This is all rumors. Right. No, of course it's a rumor. But once again, we have gone to the point though, where the innovation hasn't caught up to the to the to the actual consoles anymore. Like there's not a big jump. There's not a huge jump from 360 to Xbox One X. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There wasn't a big jump from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. It's just not. I mean, yes, the games look really awesome. Don't get me wrong; they look awesome. But it's not like it's like night and day. Right. Like if I if I took the best game from PlayStation 3 and the game in the, in the, in the, in the best game from PlayStation 4 and put them next to each other, um, I don't think some people could tell me they were, which one was three and which one was four. Right. Right. The, the jump isn't that big, and that's why people have problems dumping money into another into another piece of hardware when there's not a real reason to do so. Right. The first reason they tried was VR. Right. That was the first thing they tried, and so. Still not there. Like the price point's not there where the masses can get it, and the games are there for you to actually want to buy it. And so now, I, I'm waiting to see what the what the marketing is going to be come January 2019 if they start talking about it. I, I like to see what the, what what's going to make us want to buy it is the question. Right. So here's another prediction that I said. Right. Because I said that one. I said before it happened. I said Xbox will start buying more companies, and boom, they've done that. I said they'll make a discless console boom they've done that i said that the xbox one x will be come down in price all right and be cheaper once they they can mass produce the products which is is going to happen um this handheld angle that they're going with right with this project x cloud where i can play any xbox game on my tablet or phone okay there's a program right now that i play that i found over thanksgiving break i showed it to sarge when i was down there right my family was watching tv I wanted to play Xbox. I said, watch this, Sarge. I turned on my Xbox, right? I turned on my, my, my iPad. I clicked an app, and boom. I was playing my Xbox on my, on my tablet using my Xbox controller to, to control it, okay, wirelessly with no latency. No latency, okay? If you guys want to know what the app is called, I can tell you real quick. Actually, I have it on my, uh, on my phone. I paid, I think, 10 bucks for it. Totally worth it. Okay, it's called OneCast. Okay, OneCast. Now, I'm not saying go play Fortnite competitively with this, just in case there is latency. But if as long as you're on the same network, the same Wi-Fi network as your as your router or whatever, no latency. So you can just pop up an iPad, cell phone, and just start playing. You can play with the controls on the actual iPad or the or the or the phone, or you can use the controller itself. That's already here. That's not even Xboxes. When Xbox comes out, it's going to be even better, right? So that's already here. So I've said it. I've said it multiple times, and I'll say it again. Xbox was cool losing the last decade, okay, with, with, within the world of consoles. Now they're building up their, their, their first-party titles. When the new systems come out, now remember, they purchased the other companies earlier this year. We're in 2018. By the time the new consoles are, are announced in 2020 and they come out at the end of 2020, okay, holiday season, That'll be two to three years that some of these game companies have been de developing first-party titles for Xbox. So when Xbox announces that they're coming out with these consoles and here's the here's the lineup that we have going, it's going to be huge. And not only is it going to be huge, you're going to be able to play it anywhere. PC, 
on your Xbox, on your phone, on your tablet, Android, Apple, it doesn't matter. And it's all digital. It's all digital. Xbox has got their shit together, man. I'm telling you, they're going to – not to say PlayStation doesn't. Not to say PlayStation doesn't. But I've, I've said that Xbox is laying the groundwork right now, right? They're right now – it's like a construction team outside, right? You don't know what they're doing. They're out there. They're, they're surveying the, the land. They start clearing out the trees. They start making trenches and putting pipes in. They're getting ready for the expansion that's going to be happening, right? And that's what Microsoft's doing right now. <clears throat> what about the TI-83? I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about cameras now? So, okay. We should put a beach scene. I would, but Sarge's green screen is terrible because of his room and the lighting and stuff like that. So I can't chroma key his... His stuff out uh, very good. It's not as like clean as mine, so that's why we don't do green screen on the on the on the show. All right, so let's talk. Are you, say, are you saying I got a dirty green screen? Yeah, not a dirty, just lit wrong. It's lit wrong. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's talk about microtransactions with the debacle that's going on right now. First, we'll we'll start off with Fallout seventy six. Okay, Fallout seventy six. They fixed it already. Okay, they already fixed it. With the last patch that went through. Now, I'm not one of these content creators that just is shitting on Bethesda to shit on them, right? I have 100 hours in to Fallout 76. I can critique the game. I know what's wrong with the game. There's a lot to wrong with it. But the, here's, here's the kicker, right? They just keep getting themselves into shit, okay? Here's the latest one. They came out with some festival, festival, holiday, Adam Shop gifts, right? So $12 would get you these 12 emotes, so a dollar an emote. But here's what it said in the store, Sarge. It said, original price, $24. Today, 50% off for $12. It was never sold in the store before, okay? Yeah, that's actually— that, Against that's, the law it, in some it, parts of the no, world. No, no, the FTC, uh, yeah, the Federal Trade Commission, yeah. uh, the, somebody had read, I, I think it was Heels versus Babyface, the, 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 the comic creator on YouTube— uh, he read through the F the FTC's uh, laws, and he read right through it. And and you're you're not allowed you're no. not allowed to show something that's discounted. And you never showed the real right. price, ever, and it never sold for that price that's, ever. That's price that's gouging. That's actually illegal. That's price no, it's gouging. Not, it's not called price gouging. There's a specific term for it, but it's completely illegal. Well, please please continue. So so and here's the kicker, right? You pay twelve dollars, twelve dollars. Now the game's on sale at thirty dollars, I believe, in some places. So for one third of the price of the game. You get emotes. Now, you're thinking, okay, great, 12 emotes, right? Like a Destiny emote or a Fortnite emote where they dance or do something, some kind of thing. Well, the Santa suit, the Santa suit costs $20. But yeah, nothing. The emotes do nothing. All it changes is the thing that goes above your head, which is a fucking PNG file, okay, they, they put into the system, okay? That's it. 12 emotes to put a, a PNG above you, and they charge $12 for it, okay? Second, Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus, I think, costs $15. It's $15. 20, 20. 20 So it's one-third one third of the price of the game right now. right? You actually, could, actually, it's being sold for 30 so it's actually two-thirds. Right, there you go. Two-thirds, exactly. Two-thirds of what the game costs for a fucking Santa outfit that you'll wear, what, for two weeks, right, for, for the actual thing? Listen, if you, guys, if you guys don't understand the term cash grab, and, and if you don't think that somebody in Bethesda, there's, there's somebody new. There's a new name in Bethesda. There's a guy there somewhere. This is not Todd. I'm telling you, this I, is not I, Todd. I know it's not Todd, some, but Todd gets the blame else. because it's his baby. 
right? I, I get it, but he's a project manager. He's not the, he's not the evil inputting I stuff know. for, for microtransactions. I'm telling you, whoever's name it is, we need to find out who it is. He like, gets, we need to find out who's he's in a, charge. He's in a different tax game. bracket. He's you. not going to get Todd's the Todd is the scapegoat. That's the problem. Pete Hines and Todd Howard are the scapegoats for this game right now, which is sad because Todd Howard, okay, is a very talented director and producer, okay, and game designer, okay, and he's it's 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 a bad thing. But I, I said the analogy on my stream the other day, right? If you're a coach of a baseball team or a football team and your team is just shit, they're losing left and right. Has nothing to do with your coaching ability, right? You're coaching. You can get fired and move to a different team, and all of a sudden you win the Super Bowl with that team. It's that it's the cast of characters that's around you. That makes it that good of a team. But that coach is going to get the owner, and we're going to put it in the, in the same perspective. The owner of the baseball team, okay, which is like the people in charge, okay, pay the money to hire this scapegoat, which is the coach, where if their team sucks, he gets the blame, okay? Not for them making the purchases of these shitty people to be on the team, okay, because they didn't want to pay the actual people. The coach is the scapegoat. Pete Hines and Todd Howard are those coaches, they're the coach of the of the baseball team, and Bethesda's the baseball team, or Fallout 76 is the baseball team, and Fallout 76 is a shitty record. They're 0 in like 94. Okay, they're just they're 0 in 76. Okay, they're 0 in 76, and they have to have someone to blame. And Todd and Pete Hines are the ones that they use for the scapegoat. That's what happens. Yeah, but this is but this is business 101. Okay, for those of you that that follow business, you're taking business classes. If you if you can't sell the product. Right, but you have a you have a window of opportunity where if we if we lower the price enough and get enough people into it, and then we introduce the microtransactions, we can make up for the loss that we didn't sell. That's the whole game. That's the game right now. Sell the microtransactions to make up for the games that we didn't sell. Right. And that's why the prices are so high, because they're in panic mode. They're in full panic mode. We have to we have to make down we have to make sure that what our bottom line says for the end of the quarter, for the end of the year, is better for the Bottom line, the, yeah, the, bottom the, line. the stock, the stockholders and yep. whatnot, the investors, right? the investors, the investors, right? And if we can't show, if we can't show that the game was successful, then they have a problem. Well, let's let's all be honest now. Those of you that have been around for, I'll, I'll just say eight, ten years, you've been playing games for a while. Everyone can understand and understand from playing the game that Fallout seventy six is not a complete game. No, it's just it's not, an early it's not access. Complete. It's an early I, access I, game. I'm I'm grateful that they made a huge map. Congratulations, you made a giant playground for everyone to play in. But the rest of the components that actually make up a game that costs sixty dollars, and then on top of it, you're going to throw microtransactions in there, is incorrect. It's but not an incomplete game. I've, I've, and let's 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 not pretend, okay, that those perk cards weren't weren't loot boxes. Oh, they were they were one hundred percent. I no proof 100%. of this. There's no proof of this, but I guarantee you those pack of cards were one hundred percent loot like purchases in the past. But when Battlefront Two came out, they did a whole like oh no no. See what happens with EA? Let's change those things. Just let's just give them out. I guarantee it. That's the way it was, right? Because why would you put a pack of gum in there? Why would you put a pack of gum in there? You know what I'm saying? Like it was all part. It was all part of their master plan, and their EA fucked up their master plan, right? EA fucked up their master plan. And, and don't forget, they found they found the term uh, lunch boxes inside the code. The data matters have found it. Yes, and okay. they might be coming out. Now we don't know if they're coming out or not. And if they do come out. There's also talk that the game might be free to play, and here's my which, next. Which would be the, which would be the biggest spit in the face right. to everyone on the Here, planet. Here's my thing, right? If you're gonna make a game like Fallout 76, which by mind, if it was an early access game, it's on par it with early. No, no. What I'm saying, if it was, it was, if it, if it came out saying this was an early access game, it's a decent game for early access. Okay, but because it's a full release game, 
and they charge $60 for it, it's a piece of shit, right? Because it's an early access game with a full price tag on it. So the problem, the problem if they if they put these lunch boxes in is people are going to re- like revolt, you know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to protest and everything. They they have to be very careful what they do right now. And I want I want to come up with something guys in chat. We have to all join forces, okay? And make a hashtag, okay? Because there is no point for anyone to pre-order a game anymore, okay? Even though we've always said never pre-order, okay? And for sure, never buy it week one. Never buy it week one because now we know week two, it goes on sale for half off, right? Two games have done it this season. Two games. Actually, three games. And they're AAA titles. Right, AAA titles. Here, Battlefield Five has did it. Tomb Raider has done it. And Fallout 76 has done it, right? Tomb Raider came out three weeks later. Boom. It went on, it went on sale, okay? Battlefield Five one week later, two weeks later, boom, went on sale. Fallout seventy six. One week later, boom, went on sale. So if you're a if you're if you're a gamer, why why would you why would you do it? Why would you buy a game early? What's the point? There's no point, especially with a lot of these games because they're open they're open ended. It's not like you have to be the the next best thing. Now, if you're a Twitch streamer or a content creator and this is what you do, you're gonna buy it, and then you're part of that marketing, if you like it or not. If you're pro or cons against it, you are a marketing person for that game if you buy it early. Right. I want to make a hashtag that says something as long as the lines of the yeah, hashtag greed. No, but like seriously, like there's no need. Not not my game week one. Something. There's got to be something. There's no point to buy a game on week one not anymore. anymore. Not, anymore. not anymore. No, because let's let's be honest. Battlefield also not complete. No, no, no. no. The term behind the term behind that one was also, well, there's no DLC. There's no season pass. Everyone's going to be the same. But after they say that statement, they say we're going to release content slowly throughout the year. Right. Okay, so, so then where's the? What am I paying for? Well, I'll tell you what. If they're going to do that, if they're going to do that, then if you're not going to give me the full game for my full price right away, then I want to pay one sixth of the price when it comes out. Okay. If Battlefield Five comes out right now, I will pay ten dollars, right? And then I will pay ten dollars for every DLC that comes out up to sixty dollars. Right over the next year, because it, I'll pay ten dollars for Battlefield Five, because it's only got eight maps. It's only got eight maps, right? If the DLC comes out three months from now and they put in another map or two maps, three maps, I'll pay another ten dollars. But, but let's but let's do the counter. Let's do the counter argument. Let's let's also be realistic, okay? And everybody else here who's played games for a little bit knows this, okay? You cannot make a Battlefield game in two years. No, okay. No, you can't make let's any. All, you can't all, make any game. This. You can't let's, make let's any game in two this. years. They, they, the data miners have also found the reused buildings and things from Battlefield One into into Battlefield Five or V, okay, as I'm calling it, okay, because there's no way to design a game of that magnitude in two years. No, it's not possible. It's not feasible. So cut corners, do what you can. Now I'm not I'm not saying you're you're not you're not supposed to reuse your own material. Of course, that cuts down on development time. Of course, it does. Yeah, use you, assets you, and stuff like that. Absolutely, you use absolutely. Assets, of course. However, okay, the game is not in a finished state. No, it's not done. And then you want people to say you're going to pay full price for a game. It's not quite done. But then the the asterisk says, but don't worry about it, guys. It'll it'll come out eventually. Like who says that? Right. Who says they want all their money up front? And you'll get it later. We promise. Right? Are you? That's like the that's like the worst 
snake oil salesman ever. Can, like, can you imagine? Give me a hundred. No, I'm saying it's impossible to, to even believe anyone that says that. And if you think you if you're under if your mind is still too young to understand that premise, that's why we're here to tell you it. It's a bullshit line. Can that you imagine a bullshit line? Can you imagine um, you order food at a restaurant? Uh, I want a steak dinner. I want a steak dinner with uh, with potatoes and, and vegetables and a little dipping sauce. And instead, they bring out you. They bring out the potatoes first. Right. That's your first course. And over the next. Over the next, you know, nine months, they'll they'll give you the steak, they'll give you the potatoes, they'll give you the vegetables, even though you paid up front. I'm telling you, man, it's it's bad business uh, all around when they when they try to do it. It's, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's, it's just it's just underhanded. If you I pay sixty say, bucks, give me give that. me a full game. If I pay sixty dollars, give me a full game. But if they don't want to give me a full game, put a subscription model. And if people don't want to pay subscription models, then don't buy the game. Don't buy that game. The reason I loved Star Wars Galaxies back in the day, and the reason they, they made it so good, in my opinion, before they fucked it up, okay, is because the people that want, the hardcore people, the season ticket holders, I'll call them, okay, for that franchise, for that football team, is going to fill your stadium up because I'm excited about the team, which in this case is the game, okay? And I will pay my annual season tickets every year as long as you keep giving me entertainment and, and, and content to go on along with it, right? You're paying a subscription model right now, right? This is why I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of Xbox Game Pass because I'm not paying – I'm paying 10 bucks a month, and I can play all these games. I'm having a blast with Sea of Thieves again nine months later, right, because they, they put more content in the game. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this. Less money for more entertainment? Yes, please. Okay. But still, there's these companies that charge full price for less entertainment, for less things in the game. They take assets out of the game, charge you for microtransactions. Take less out of the game, expansion later for, for a different map. Take this out, expansion. It's like, what are we doing here? You're nickel and diming me like it's a fucking buffet. Well, you can get the salad. It's unlimited for $22. But if you want the steak, then you're going to have to add another $7 for the buffet. And then you're gonna... No, I'm not doing a la carte. I don't want to do a la carte, right? Here's the reason that no one brings up Warframe, okay, in this microtransaction realm, okay? They're a free-to-play game. They give you a lot of stuff. The whole game is open to you. And when they do charge you, they're not charging 15 fucking dollars for something. They're charging like, oh, you want an extra spot? 25 cents. Uh, you want an extra spot? It's a dollar here. You want an extra but thing over here? That's actually that's actually the, the little interpretation of nickel and diamond. Yes, but – the prop, the, the the better circumstance. I'll use this as an analogy. I used it on my stream yesterday. Is when you go to a casino, if there's a two slot machines next to each other, there's a twenty dollars slot machine with one line, right? You put twenty dollars in, you pull the you pull the lever, and that's it. You're done, right? And then there's the penny slot right next to it. It's got like forty lines. It's got the lines doing this and doing this, and right. And you have to do max bet because if you don't do max bet, you're not you're not gonna get the payouts that you want to get, right? So. Full max bet on a penny slot is $30, right? $20 one pull, $30 pull a slot, 40 opportunities to get the thing. That's it. That is the thing. Pennies. If they could charge, okay, a dollar for this, $2 for that, $5 max, max $5, okay? And we're talking about the emote pack maybe with actual animations, not a fucking PNG file above your head. That would be okay with me if you have a free-to-play game. The reason you can't throw Fortnite into this mix is because Fortnite 
if you like it or not, is a free-to-play game. Now, they get away with it because they're super popular, but their regular game that they had, had and still does, have loot llamas in it, okay? Which they charge a lot of money for if you're trying to level up your character, okay? And for the online portion, for the PvP, for the Battle Royale, they're charging $15 for a skin, right? So they're making billions of dollars. So all these other developers are looking at Fortnite going, these guys are charging $15 for a skin, and people are buying it left and right. For a dance move, they're paying $10. For this, they're paying $20. So now these other companies, Blizzard, Activision, okay, uh, Bethesda, and now Rockstar, right? I could pay $16 for a horse in Red Dead Redemption Online. $16 for a fucking horse, okay? Ridiculous. $25 for World of Warcraft mount that you can get that you can't get in the game. You can't earn it in any way, shape, or form. You just have to pay $25, okay? Fallout 76, charging $20 for a Santa skin. These companies are delusional because they see what Fortnite is doing, okay? And they're like, well, we can charge that too. Hello? Hello? It's a free-to-play game. This is a free-to-play game, okay? You can't do what they're doing. You're charging $60 for, this, for, the, for these titles, okay? They, they think you're absolutely freaking... Don't get offended now. Retarded. Okay? They The companies don't give two shits about us, okay, as consumers. You made them billions of dollars. They're these AAA companies now, because they weren't AAA companies before we bought their games. They're AAA companies now, and they're taking advantage of the system. And the little kids and the people that don't care about their money, their hard-earned cash, they're just like, yeah, I paid $60 for a game. Yeah, I'll pay $20 for a mount that I use for 10 seconds and leave. Like, it's, it's absolutely preposterous and ridiculous and they're looking at fortnite as the example for this i've always said fortnite is a bad business model as far as the business goes as as gamers because if you let them get away with 15 dollars skins what's the market going to do right and now it's showing its ugly face one year later one year later fallout 76 is charging 20 dollars wow is charging 25 dollars rockstar is charging 16 dollars for one thing that's one-fifth or one-sixth or one-third of the price of the game. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter that only a small percentage of people are doing it. They're getting that percentage. Absolutely. Right? And so it, that's why they want it in the, as many hands as they can. Discount the game. Get it into many hands as possible. And eventually one or two people are going to keep uh, the, the, the uh, three or four percent of those people who bought it are going to buy into that price point because they're going to use mommy and daddy's credit card. Right? That's why it's manipulative. <laughs> That's why it's manipulative because it's not a straight buy. It's a, it's a microtransaction crossover like uh, X number of dollars equals X number of, of atoms or gold bars or whatever it is, right? It's getting bad. What about the Street Fighter thing, right? What's going on yeah. with Street Fighter Five? One of the most beloved fight games of all time. I love Street Fighter Five. They, it's basically it jumped the shark. The entire game jumped the shark. They have advertisements in-game tattooed on the guys and right. on their gloves and uniforms yeah. advertising something else. Like, And then on top of it, they tell you that if you turn it off, that you won't get XP as fast as you would if you watch the commercials in the game. I'm like, all right, now we're getting this – is, this, is, this is like Armageddon now, right? This is what I'm talking about, guys. This is why I say that the markets always cycle, guys. I'm not sure you, – you guys are going to be live and in person now when you see a market crash. OK, now everyone says you're bullshitting, Sarge, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a fucking market analyst. 
But however, I do know that of three major companies, three major companies have lost over 40% of their stock value in the last six months. That's called a crash. It's not called an adjustment. It's not called, uh, a, what are they called, a, uh, a blip or whatever kind of marketing term you want to use. Major companies are diving. They're taking, a th the whole thing is collapsing. So this coming year, 2019, rest assured that when these big companies have to suck it up and report their fourth quarter earnings as total trash, okay, that the rise of these indie development companies are going to come out. We're going to get a new batch of guys who are going to bust their ass and make a really good game, all right? Maybe it'll be the next Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe it'll be the next God of War, guys. We don't know, but they're coming down the pike because the big boys don't know how to play nice anymore, and it's greed taking over. And it's going to give it's going to give the indie guys a window of opportunity to show what they have, and they're going to take over. Right? We need an adjustment, man. We need an adjustment, and it's got to come soon. The the problem is a lot of people. It, it's almost like it's like uh, bringing up politics, like global warming, right? Well, it's like oh, I don't care. I'm just going to throw trash in the ground because it's, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. That's what microtransactions right now are in the gaming industry, right? People are like, well, I'm going to buy it. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't. It does. It does. It affects the whole market. It affects the everything that's going on with the game, right? Fortnite. Remember, these kids are taking their money and buying a twenty-eight dollar season pass or a nine dollar and fifty cent season pass, which Fortnite also says it's half off or discounted rate. Okay, to get the season annual pass for that for that season or whatever. Okay, and then you have to earn your way. Okay. Here, here's the genius part, right? Here's the genius part. Pay $28.50, I think it is, to get the battle pass and play nonstop, like no life it, right? To get to the level 100 guy, okay? But if you don't make it to the level 100 guy, you don't get that guy. You pay the $28, but you don't get to unlock those skins and backpacks and stuff because you didn't play enough. Or you only got halfway through, but then you could pay extra, you could pay extra to finish those extra 10 levels and pay additional $20 on top of the $28 that you already paid for, okay? People don't bring that up. There's a lot of people, right? And there's Twitch streamers out there, right? And now Epic's even giving them more money, right? If you spend more V-Bucks, those streamers get more money, right? And then they get more money, and then they buy those skins, and then they play with those skins, and those kids see those people playing with those skins, and they're like, I want to get that skin too, right? They're spending a fortune, a fortune on a thing. But yet, these are the same people. I don't want to pay a gaming subscription. It's too expensive. But meanwhile, you're paying 30 bucks a month. Or, uh, I'm sorry, 12 weeks. Every three months, you're paying 10 bucks a month to pay the battle pass, okay, for Fortnite. Every season comes out. Every season, they pay $28 to, to play the actual Fortnite so they can have potentially to unlock all those skins. And if they don't play enough, they have to pay more money to get those skins. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And I'm the only person that sees it on the fucking planet. And people are like, oh, it's a free-to-play game. It's okay. It's not okay. You don't understand. You're destroying the economy of the actual video game market. Destroying it. Okay? So, that ends my rant there. We're going to pause for just a second for the audio version of the podcast, which you can listen to on iTunes. Make sure you download the Anchor app if you want to listen to our podcast. This is our new sponsor 
on the uh, Generation X Gaming podcast, please hit that link. Make it your favorite. Uh, put it on your app, on your Google, on your computer, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, it does go out to iTunes and stuff as well, still. Um, but that is the app that you can help us support this channel. We're going to take a moment of pause so I can cut it off and then put the commercial in. So we're in the last hour of, of, of the show. The power hour. The power hour. And we're going to talk about Destiny. This is me and Sarge's Christmas gift to Bungie and to all the people that love video games and love grinding for stuff. I'm going to try to explain this as simple as possible because there's a lot of people that don't understand when I talk about this on the Rage's Round Table. They, now it's not it's not about the grind there, bro. It's, no, no, no. It's, it's we're, about we're trying to we're trying to create a, a enriching a the environment game loop, loop. Right, a better right. game loop right. to keep both casuals and diehards on keeping both busy. Right. So this is this is Sarge's gonna help me. We're gonna explain how they can make a better loop. Now I'm not asking for like random shit to be thrown into the game. I'm no. taking what's existing, existing existing elements that are already in the game that they can fix to make the game better. Now, if it's not for Destiny 2.3 or whatever, and it might be Destiny 3 down the road, okay? My system is to make the loop better, okay? The loop is that you start the game, you play through the story. After the story, you get to a certain level, and you go through all the planets. On the planets, they have public events. They have lost sectors. They have strikes. Some have dungeons now. Okay, and there's nightfalls. We are strictly talking about PVE. In our world, in our fix, now I know a lot of people are like, well, this doesn't fix anything because there's PvP and PvE. I, I, I have a grind for the PvP players as well, right? If they separate PvE from PvE, okay, this game will expand gracefully, okay? More people will come and play it. You can play the game how you want to play and the time that you have to put in. I'm not fighting because I'm a casual gamer or I'm a hardcore gamer. I'm fighting because the game itself, this will help Bungie, this will help the hardcore, this will help the casual gamers all around. Because my method stops people from complaining that there's nothing to do, okay? It stops the casuals saying it's too much to do, I can't do it all, I don't have enough time to do anything, okay? And it stops Bungie from complaining that we don't have enough time to make the content to give you guys that you keep bitching about, okay? And don't forget reasons why we're doing it. Right, okay? So, planets, public events, lost sectors, strikes, dungeons, and nightfalls. Okay. In my world, okay, we have the same system that they have right now, right? There's white weapons, there's green, blue, purple, exotic. Same with, same with armor, okay? Right now... You never see white or green anymore because you're done with the campaign. So all you see is blues and purples and exotics, okay? Now, in Destiny 1, your guns that you, you would have to get, you would have to level up the perks, right? You have to level up the skill tree inside the guns. Now, I'm not striving for that, okay? What I'm, what I'm suggesting here is that right now in Destiny 2, if a gun drops purple or blue, or actually purple, Okay, it's a random roll, and you're looking for that random roll to get the god roll for you. Okay, now how to get that god roll is random, right? There's no, 
rhyme or reason where to get that god roll where it's guaranteed to drop. You might play one match, and it might drop for you because you have the luckiest RNG in the world. Or you might do what Lono did and play like 400 matches to get the Imago loop back in D1 to get the god roll. He got other rolls, but it took him like 400 times to get the god roll, okay? I believe it's 400 times. It, it was ridiculous. <clears throat> Whatever it is, it took a lot, a really long time, right? It took tens to twenties of hours to get what he, what he needed. My suggestion and my opinion, what they need to put in the game is, if you are a hardcore gamer and if you are a casual gamer, if you only have four hours a week or if you have 40 hours a week, okay, to play the game, you can grind the system where if a gun drops now, it is what it is, right? Just like it is now. It's a random roll that drops from white that you can buy in the tower from the gunsmith, okay? He actually sells all the weapons in the game, okay, that drop in the world, but they're all white, okay? So let's say I'm max light. Let's say I'm at 600 life, okay? And I want to get, and um, I don't know, someone throw a mid, we'll, we'll call it the um, um, name is Midnight, okay? The name is Midnight, okay? I can go out in the world, I can do strikes, and pay for 20 hours and try to get the nameless Midnight perfect god roll, okay? Or I can go to the actual faction or the gunsmith, whatever you want to do, right? You, you guys choose. Okay, maybe go to Zavala and you and you buy the white version of this gun. You take this gun as a hardcore or casual, okay, and you start using the white weapon. Sort of like the husk back in D1, okay? So now you're leveling up the white gun, and all of a sudden it levels up, and boom, that perk unlocks. Because there's zero perks on a white gun. Zero perks, okay? In my world, zero perks. Green's got one, blue's got two, purple's got three, okay? And then there's like the masterwork or whatever you want to do. So I get a white gun, nameless, nameless Midnight. Sarge, you find a Nameless Midnight in the world, okay? You find a purple one. Doesn't have the God roll, right? You get like five of them. Doesn't have the God roll. It's taking you 20 hours. You still don't have the God roll. I could take that exact 20 hours, okay? Maybe 10 hours, all depending on how you play the game. Take that Nameless Midnight, level it up, unlock that first perk, now, I can take a gun that, let's say I found the Nameless Midnight that, that you found, random perks on it, okay? I can take one perk from that weapon in that first category, okay, and go pick it up and drop it for my perfect gun that I want, right? So now I'm, I'm leveling up the gun that I want to level up, right? I love this gun. This is the gun that I want to use. Maybe I want to use it for strikes. Maybe I want to use it for nightfalls. Maybe I want to use it for whatever. I level that gun up to green. It opens up a perk. I take that perk off that purple weapon. That now is gone, just like now, just like in Destiny right now. You can dismantle a purple, infuse it into the gun, and you just take the light. Here, you're, t you're taking a gun, and you're transmogging it, basically, and putting it into that new white weapon. So now, once you get that first perk done, it goes from white to green. Now you have your one perk that you put, and I don't have perks in front of me. Let me see. Uh, the first perk, let's say I'll, I'll take a... Um, I don't know, adapted frame, whatever. Boom, I put the adapted frame on the uh, on the thing. That's what I want, okay? Now, I use that gun that's green. And let's say the next perk to unlock, I have to kill 100 enemies. You're going to be doing it anyway, right? You're going to be going places, killing things anyway. That's all you are doing. Right. So 
Now it levels up, and boom, second perk unlocks. I happen to find another weapon that it has a better perk on it, but I don't really like the weapon. It's purple, okay? Random drop that I got. Boom. Take that perk off, pay the money, do whatever, drop it on my thing. So now I have green, and now I have the second perk, purple, or blue. Boom. White gun, leveled up to green, leveled up to blue, got two perks. Okay? It's taking me five hours, right? No, it's going to be longer than that. Let's, no, let's, let's, let's not lie to him. It's going to be grinding well, no, a little bit. No, it, it's it, going to be as long as you play the game normally. Well, what I'm saying right? is if you happen to find those those yes. random perks, right? Yes. Okay. So now you level up from from blue to purple. Same thing. Boom. Third perk. Unlocks. Now you take it. Boom. And you make your perfect god roll. Okay? Okay? Perfect god roll. It took you 10 hours. It took you 15 hours. But you had meaning. You you uh, you took my time. You took my time and effect. Okay, you 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 respected it. You said, "Here you go. You chose to buy this gun, use this gun to level it up to get to purple, and you have your god roll that you want to use for whatever you want to use." Now you can do the same thing again for a hand cannon and for a sniper rifle and for a grenade launcher and whatever else. But you don't have to. Okay, you don't have to. You can just go farm a place. And see if that gun drops randomly for your god roll. Does it make sense so far? Is everyone with me so far? Am I making it too easy for the casuals and too stupid for the for the hardcores? I don't I don't get it. It, it seems pretty efficient. I didn't add anything. I didn't add anything. I didn't add anything to the game. Right. Everything that I've explained right now is already in the game, except for breaking down the gun and picking up a perk and moving it over. Okay. But don't forget, it's not any perk. It's wherever the last perk is. It's wherever the, the perk is in the gun. Correct, right? So if you find a blue gun, you can take that perk and move it over. It's to make it's it's to make the the grind a little bit more. Okay. Now, reasons to do stuff. Okay, while you're leveling up your guns in the world, right? I got my new gun, Nameless Midnight. I'm on planet EDZ. Here we go. I'm shooting things. I'm at the public event. Boom! All of a sudden, something drops, and I'm like, oh man, what is that? Pick it up, and it says. Uh, used against such and such in the lost sector, right? And you're like, oh, okay. So now you have to wear these gauntlets, okay, for just this boss in this one particular lost sector, okay? Now, obviously, because of YouTube and stuff, everyone would know where that lost sector is because one person finds it, makes a YouTube video, and then everyone knows where it goes. Well, That's it why be it'd be, it random. be random. Right, it'll be random, so the bosses would switch areas in the lost sectors, okay? So you'd have to go to lost sectors to try to find them, right? You would know because there will, some will be fallen, some will be whatever. You would know if this is the, the one that you have to go in based on the people that you're fighting in the beginning or whatever, okay? So you go to the lost sector, you have the gauntlets, and now you need those gauntlets to now you have a check mark boom he's got the, he's got these gauntlets okay if you don't have the gauntlets and you find this boss there's a percentage of of the thing that he drops is much lower than if you had the gauntlets on you and killed this boss and then he drops something right and then that guy in the lost sector drops let's say a helmet and you pick up that helmet and it says oh such and such will help you do this much ground damage okay i'm a titan so when i slam with my with my titan power it does much more damage in strikes on the edz so you're like okay great so now there's different pieces and different things to do so when you do public events it's not just uh, doing a public event it's i'm doing a public event and there there's a drop there's a piece of gear that i can get okay from this that drops which is the it 
the funnels, the pyramid's tighter, right? Or it's a reverse pyramid. So it's a very small chance of that thing dropping. And then when you get that piece and go to the certain lost sector, it gets wider. And then when you get that piece to go to the strike, it gets a little wider because now that you have the lost sector piece and you go to the strike, you have a more percentage you hit the checklist. Now you get that other piece of gear from the strike that helps you with the dungeon, right? If they put a dungeon on the planet, right? Because Dreaming City has a dungeon. Let's just say they put a dungeon on the EDZ. So then the dungeon would help you. It would help you with the dungeon. And then the thing that drops from the dungeon, okay, the thing that drops from the dungeon would help you with the nightfall. And the thing that helps you from the nightfall would help you with the raid, okay? So on and so forth, where you can grind, you can still go to these things, you can still get that drop randomly in the Lost Sector, in the public event, in the strike, in the dungeon, in the nightfall, but the percentages are much much lower if you do not have the prerequisite gauntlets, the helmet, the whatever, because every piece of gear that you get, you you hit a, a checklist that you don't know about, that you figure it out. And then once when everyone figures it out, they're like, oh, well, if you want to get if you want to get this gear to help you in the night uh, in the raid, you're going to have to do the public event and get this piece of gear, get this gear, to go to the lost sector, get that gear. to do It's meaningful Like you're. You're giving, you're giving one, you're giving a grind to somebody. Two, you're giving purpose to somebody that doesn't have that much time and says, oh, you know what? I want to be able to do the raid, but I can't do the raid because I don't have people to play with, right? I don't have, I'm always under level. But if the, if the casual player got to play four hours a week, leveled up his gun that he wanted to use, the Nameless Midnight, and he made it a god roll, okay? And did, did, did more damage to things on the EDZ, okay? Then he went to the EDZ and did the public event. Then he got that gauntlet, okay? Then he went to the Lost Sector and got the helmet, and then he... When he gets to the raid, he has a, sh a fighting chance, right? Because now he's got all the prerequisite stuff. So when he goes in the raid, the raid's easier for him, right? I'm not saying you can't do the raid. I'm not saying you can't do the nightfall. What I'm saying is the gear that drops helps you do these things to make it easier. All right, but let's let, let's get let's get down to the point now where we get to the to the mid game and to the end game portion of it, right? So the the reason behind wearing certain gear is to allow you to do the the activity quicker so the gear you find by doing lost sectors are used for the strikes and then when you're wearing that gear during the strike you're able to clear the strike quicker and the quicker, reason more efficient and you the get the reason, drop because you have a prerequisite thing to help you get right, the percentage the reason why we're structuring it this way is because the reason why you want to be more powerful in the strike is is if you come if you complete the strike with the full set of gear under a specific time that you don't know it's a it's a mechanic in the game a good time like you wouldn't be able to do it without the gear like it's harder to it's like picture it like a right, mini nightfall picture like a mini nightfall right where you don't kill guys quick enough okay but when you wear the gear you can defeat the guys quicker and if you hit the threshold in which that you actually defeat the strike under the certain amount of time then you get a special piece of gear that drops from that strike for your character and then that piece of gear can be repeated to get the full set from this strike. Right. Okay. On this planet only, the strikes that are on the planet, and those pieces are used for the raid. Okay. Same purpose. I level up the gear. I level up the gun. The gun and the armor have perks. I unlock these perks as I go or take them from other pieces to make my gear. And then you use that gear to go to the raid. 
This way, the raid is released at the end of the season. End of the season. Not, not the beginning. Right. Which allows everyone to gear up for the raid. And then when the raid is released, it's a hard capped. No one can pass it. And then everybody has the gear. Well, soft cap. And they're at level. Soft cap, I'm sorry, yeah. soft cap. And then they're at the they're at the raid all at the same time. And then we do worlds it would, first. It, it would make everyone has a chance. Yeah, but it also it would it would also uh, help the player base economy, right? Because then yep. people would feel like the end of the twelve weeks they have a shot at the raid. Where in the right. beginning of the first week or the, the second week, they're like, there's no way I'm going to do this, right? There's yeah. no possible way I'm going to do this. It's right. just the hardcore people anyway. Right. Going going forward as far as being – and then if you replicate this through all the planets, right, if there's a nightfall on every planet and you work your way up through the public events, through the lost sectors, through the strikes, through the dungeon, maybe they add a world boss. Maybe it's not the nightfall. Maybe it's a world boss that happens. Oh, I would like to see a world boss. Right? Maybe there's a giant world boss that happens on each planet. And you could do it, right? You could do it, but it'd be harder. It's like the it's like the leveling system that wasn't Destiny before. They had easy, medium, and hard. Like this, if you don't have the gear, it's going to be hard. If you start getting half the gear, it's going to be medium. And if you have right. all the gear, it's going to be easy, right? It'll be easier. Well, not well, not easy, but well, doable. Easy, right, right, easier, right? It's it's manageable. We're for right now, for instance, the raid that's out right now. It took them an hour, two hours, I think, to do the very first time it went through. Now they're down to like 10 minutes, right? My point is you would be able to do that if you had the right gear, not just any gear, right? Not just any gear, right. the correct gear, right? Without the right gear, you're doing it in two hours. With the right gear, you're doing it in 10 minutes. Respect the player's time. That's all I'm saying, right? That's the only thing that I that, that's always bugged me with I, – I thought about it last night, Sarge. Destiny One. The reason I'm 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 not mad at Destiny Two, but I'm I'm mad at Bungie for doing what they did because it's not like a, it's a broken. It's, a broken it's not like a loop. sequel. No, but it's not like a sequel. Like I played Assassin's Creed and then they came out with Assassin's Creed Two and then I, my character didn't move over or anything like that. Right? It's a stand. They're two standalone games. Okay. I played for seventeen hundred hours. Okay, on my character in D One over three years. Okay, 1,700 hours, and that was for not. It was for nothing. I didn't get to bring any of my gear. I didn't get to bring any of my weapons. They didn't respect my time playing their game. They didn't expect my $270 that I spent on their game. They literally imploded it and said, no, you're going to start over, and then we're going to charge you more money to get the same guns, exotic weapons, and, and the exact same exotic armor pieces slowly. Now they're spoon-feeding it as after three years of already having it, now they're they're slowly feeding it to us over the next year, right? And that, I thought about it last night. I was like, that's what I'm mad about. And everyone's like, well, you got to let it go. And I don't have to let it go because people right now that are playing Destiny 2, they're upset because they're like, man, I would love to have this gun from, from Destiny 1, right? My whole argument before Destiny 1 was over was that when they announced that D2 would erase everything, I was like, I want to bring my gun over. Like, what does it affect me? Or you, if I'm using the Fate Bringer from year one, and we're in year seven, okay, how does it affect me? How does it affect you that I'm using that weapon in PVE? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all, right? What it does do, though, someone goes, where'd you get that gun? Oh, this is the Fate Bringer. I got this seven years ago playing the Vault of Glass, and it was goddamn it was a fun raid, right? I love this gun. This is my favorite gun. I pull it out every once in a while just because it's fun, right? And... You, it was my method with the gun thing. 
you could break down the weapon and put other weapon perks to upgrade this gear to take it with you over the years. So it's not really the same gun, the same shell of the gun, but the gun evolves over time, over the years, right? I mean, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And what makes less sense to me is when I explain this, maybe I don't explain it myself very well, but people are like, well, you're just fighting for the casuals and we don't want that. I'm like, in no way, shape, or form am I fighting for the casuals. Okay, what I'm saying is the grind that I just gave you, they laid out in slow, pathetic voice, okay, is that Bungie can look at it and go, wow, this is a whole grind system that's already in the game that we could give, right? And if they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it because they can still get the random drops that they're going to get. They can still infuse the weapons that they're still going to get. Waiting for the slot machine to hit. Right. Exactly. Okay, but we're giving attentionality to what you can do in this game. And I just think they're missing a big a big chunk of that. That's what it's missing. Because right now, like, the Forge is out, right? Going forward, every time they drop a new piece of content, it, it, doesn't, it, it boggles my mind because you could just add a new piece of gear to each planet, okay? Or wherever that Forge is and drop in a whole new pool of weapons or armor pieces and say, well, do the whole process over again. Go to public event, get this piece. Go to Lost Sector, get this piece. By the time you get to the forge, you're like, well, the forge would be doable. Okay, well, it's it's really hard, but it's doable now that I have these pieces of gear that I can do the forge. And the, the, the best part is you can use any weapon that you want in the forge. You can use any weapon that you want in the raid. You can use any weapon. You don't have to be like, oh, you have to have the Galahorn to come in the raid. Be like, no, I have the perfect god roll for this for this i'm i'm running and people can look at your your guns and oh damn you got a you got a god roll how'd you get that well i played 30 hours and built that gun from scratch right that that right there is meaningful right that right there you're like yeah i put time in this game i feel like this gun is actually mine it didn't just drop randomly okay and i got lucky i literally made this perfect roll for me for what i want to do but it took but it took hours yes it took hours to make yes I yes. invested my time and I got the gun I want out of it. That's that's the point. I don't I don't appreciate a broken game loop where I'm mindlessly killing guys over and over again with no reason. Right. There's no reason. Right. It's it's just right? it just seems there silly. should there should always be a reason attached to it. The reason why people don't run the raid after so many times they run it is because they have all the gear. Right? Well, the gear drop should be spaced out and they should get a full set of armor from the raid. Yes. Right, a full set of armor wait, from the raid should drop, wait. and then with that armor, you go after a world boss. Yes, like that's that's how it's done. That's how you expand on a game. You're um, the, why why are you still doing the raid? Well, bro, I still need the chess piece. And here's the best part about it is, it's not that you can go on and kill the world boss with a different set of armor. It's like that's the key to get to him. You have to be in ar- you have to be in this armor just to attempt to kill him because right. he's hard. Right. And I see how they can make bosses now. He doesn't have to be a static boss. Right. It can be a badass boss that moves around and does all kinds of stuff. But if you don't have that gear from the raid, it's be you're super not gonna, hard. You're not, right. you're not gonna have a fucking shot. Right. Right. Absolutely. And they know what content's coming out, right? They gave us a roadmap. So we know right. another raid's coming out, right? So mind boggling. What about this, Sarge? What about if each forge had a small percentage of dropping a piece of armor that would get you ready for the next raid, right? Like you would get guns and pieces that would have perks on them that would help you with the future content. They do nothing now, 
right? They do nothing now, but then when you look at it and go, oh, what is this? Oh, wow. Eight months ago when I got that, that piece of gear, that's going to help me beat this first boss in the raid. It's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling, especially when you know your own roadmap, okay? Like right now, they can start putting guns in the game for Gambit if they really wanted to, right? They can start dropping Gambit guns that you can get perks. This is not even going into mods and stuff, okay? Mods is another travesty in this game, okay? Two mods per week from the guy in the tower, okay, from the weaponsmith. It's like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Why aren't the mods in the world? Why can't I get mod drops and know where the mods are, right? Because what is it? What is it? What is it to you that if I go to a strike and this one boss drops the major spec mod, okay, that I want to get for this particular scout rifle that I'm running or this auto rifle that I'm running, okay? If I know that that guy's dropping that mod, I'm gonna go run it. I'm gonna go run it until my face turns blue until I get that that drop, and then I'm gonna take that drop and put on my weapon. Reason reason right no you can only get these mods from the gunsmith or if you get a random purple and it actually has that mod on there right it's it's ridiculous it's false content to get you to play longer because they have no content they have nothing to do it's the same shit over and over and i understand it's a shooter and i'm not talking about shooting the same vex over and over i'm literally talking about running the same thing okay running the same thing and getting the same results for 90 percent of the time 90 percent of the time i should be able to take the guns level where i want to go level where i want to go go to what plan i need to do there, there just needs to be much more to this game and i I'm, I'm hoping the comment section on youtube when i post this gets filled and tells me this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and whatever Fantastic. I want the conversation to happen. Tell me, smarty pants, in the comments section, YouTuber troll, tell me what you would do to this system. Tell me how you would fix this system since everything that comes out of my mouth is just nonsensical, okay? Tell me how to fix this system because Bungie doesn't know how to do it. Everyone at the summit doesn't know how to do it. Forsaken, they did a really good job, okay? And that was just the tipping point of the reset button that they did four years ago, okay? Bungie doesn't know what they're doing with their system, hence why they've already changed it three times, okay? They don't know what to do with it. They changed it from leveling up the perks to giving you a, a, a static roll, a gun's a gun, to now giving you random rolls again, okay, without filling the perks. They don't know what they're doing. They're putting masterwork cores in there. They're putting certain perks on certain things. They change it like I change my underwear. It's like constantly just changing. For no, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's ridiculous. They need to focus on what the game loop is. What What's the, the game, game loop? loop is, and tell us what the game loop is. Not just go. Oh, it's a bunch of random stuff in random places. Good luck, right? It's, right. And, and half the loot doesn't mean is not meaningful. Half of it sucks. There's no purpose to get it, but that's there, right? There's, well, the forge is four guns. Only one gun's good. The rest suck. MC. Warframe, I'm telling you, you're going to like Warframe. Space Ninjas, man. That's all you need to know. You can do melee, okay? It took Destiny four years to put a bow in the game. You start with a bow in Warframe, okay? The 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 amount of, of power and different perks per frame for each one is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. They've done a great job with Warframe, and it's free. It's free to play. You can play it for free. It's amazing. It's an amazing game, and they constantly come out with more content. 
absolutely free. They're not charging a fucking fortune for anything. Right? Space ninjas say no more. Okay? I I literally... I, I'm going to say it because every time there's at least one new person in chat that's never heard me rant about the weapon system. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it because there's... There, they they haven't even made new weapons charge for the new raid. They took the same loot pool, okay, for the raid that's in, the, in there right now. Now, there are cool things in the new update, okay? I've seen it. I haven't played it myself because I haven't gotten through the forge yet, okay? Matchmaking. It's fantastic, right? But not. They, they need to try to maneuver something, okay? Because paying up front... And I understand they want their money up front so you can get your content in the past, but they need to do something where the content needs to be there day one, but it doesn't unlock because it's time-gated. It unlocks because of what I'm doing in the game. Now, yes, people are like, well, people will run through that super fast. Yes and no. With the system that we just talked about with prerequisites that you wouldn't know, like to unlock the forge... Okay, like Forge One unlocks, it drops something, or maybe one of the one of the lost sectors now has something new that it drops that you get that, and that prerequisite makes you unlock the next Forge. Like there's ways to time gate things, but it's actually in the game already. You, you follow me? There's a difference between them hitting a button and saying it's live now, and putting it in the game from day one and letting the player figure out what the button is to unlock it, right? Hey, what's the mystery? How do I unlock it? Right. Drop hints. Make, make it a game like it's supposed to be. Find hints in the game. Find out what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to unlock. Drop a thing. Right. Drop a Maybe maybe I have to find a ghost or maybe I have to find a, a document someplace and it says what to do. Something. Something. Repurpose the content. Like, I'm not saying run backwards through the fucking strikes backwards like they did in, in D1. They, they're sort of doing that right now, but no one really knows. In the forges, there's these boxes with symbols on them. People are trying to figure it out. This is what I like that Bungie does. They do nice little small little things like this, and everyone goes crazy about them because that is what the game should be. It shouldn't be, uh, it's live now. It should be already in the game and let people figure it out, right? Like how many people try to figure out the seventh chest in Vault of Glass? How many people try to figure out to go through that portal that never you could never go through, right? How many people figured out uh, to do, you know what I'm saying? There's like certain things that were there. The whisper quest that just showed up, and then people went through the portal, and you had to go through, it and you found the whisper. There, there's moments. There's moments of this game, and you're like, this is how the game should be, 100. percent And then they go, and they just shit themselves. They shit themselves in the bed, and they're like, oh, that's time gated. We're gonna let the last word come out again. January 29th. Here comes the quest. Why is the quest already in the game? Why can't I already try to get that quest and try to figure out where the quest is? How hard is it to put a ghost fragment somewhere that you happen to find in a, th a place that you've been a thousand times? Okay? A thousand times, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. I don't remember that there. Is that new? Oh, you click it. The ghost comes up and goes, oh, this is such and such and blah, blah, blah. It gives you some lore about the stuff. Go, Let's go back to the tower and talk to Ikora. Okay, let's go back. You talk to Ikora. Oh, where'd you find this? Oh, I found this on IO. Oh, it doesn't have to be a cutscene. It just has to be Bethesda Fallout style characters standing in front of you just telling you something. Um, well, there was a thing about the last word being saved from the tower. Um, 
you know, so and the last time we heard about it is someone took the plans and went here. Okay, great. Let me go there. It's like this whole freaking storyline that could happen all through dialogue. All through dialogue. It doesn't need to be anything cutscene or anything like that. Just dialogue. Finish stories before you start new ones. Okay? Why? So uh, the lore stays uh, pretty consistent. And you know what the fuck's going on. So the Iron Lord guy doesn't forget who the hell you are. Like type of stuff, right? Like, oh, what happened to the stranger? Oh, the stranger's done with. Oh, well, maybe the stranger's coming back. But we don't know because we're we just... Threw that off to the side. Right. There's no. There's no. Con, there's no con, uh, continuity. It's just. It's just whatever we come up with next. We're not building. We're not building upon the universe. We're just looking at it one segment at a time. Right. Right. What does Dupa say? If only they let us go in first person in Warframe. See why is that? Why do people that want first person they want to see themselves in third person? Then when third person games are out, they want to see themselves in first person. I can answer that question. Please. Okay, so the reason why Warframe is third person and not first person, this is the basic the brass tax. You guys don't have to go any further than this discussion. You get nauseous I and throw see, up. I want to see what I look like. I just spent all this money on this armor. Right. I want to see my badassness. When I'm in first person, I don't see what I look like. If I'm spending all this time getting gear that makes me look cool, but I never see myself unless I'm in the tower or casting a super, then what the fuck is the point? I, How hard is it to understand that? I I, oh, pers I personally like Star Wars Battlefront has actually done it correctly. They've done it correct where you can go first person and third person, which I love. Now Red Dead Redemption does the same, and same with Grand Theft Auto, first person, third person. Now I know it's a I know it's a logistic nightmare for the developers because they have to render everything in third person, and then when they go to first person, it's like it's all different. It's it's not like it's just copy paste. It's it's a rework, right? Because the views. And I stuff. get it. So I I understand it's a logistical nightmare. But in this day and age, I do agree with you guys. I, I think it should be standard that you can go first person or third person based on how you feel to play, right? If I want to see my, my, my outfit, I'll go to third person and play third person because I want to see the cool armor and stuff. It's a looter shooter. No, I understand that. What I'm saying is I get to shoot in first person like Borderlands, okay? But if I want to see myself like in Warframe, I'll go to third person. I get to choose how I want to play, right? That was, that was the only thing I didn't like about Borderlands. That was first person. You couldn't see yourself. I couldn't see yeah. myself. Couldn't yeah. see the skins. Yeah, I, I was getting. Yeah, what do I look like? Remember that? Right. You go there. Right. We would. Ask, I would ask. Right. Take a screenshot. Cool? Yeah. Do I look cool? Yeah. Take a screenshot. I want to see what I look like. It should be standard. It should be standard. There should you mean be like an. You mean like an FOV slider? Yes, that should be standard as well, right? I think. I think the new Xbox system will have it. I know Fridge said it earlier in chat. I think he wants field of field sliders. I think they'll. I think they will put it in to the system in the new console as far as um i'm trying to think what do you what do you think about it, the armor inside like what kind of perks would you like to see besides the standard perks that they have okay, well okay but this is this is taking from a little bit from mmos and this is why my mindset goes this way uh if you if you call the warlock the healer because of his ability like in the first game, right? And you call, and you call the Titan the tank, like that kind of thing. Like it's possible to make a Titan a damage dealer, right? But if we're gonna make it interesting, and we're gonna make world bosses, and we're gonna make raids where they're more, they're more mobile. Like the the raid boss was mobile. This is the first mobile raid boss. Like everyone, everyone thinks this is the greatest boss battle ever, and I agree with them, right? This it's a mobile boss. What it should happen is that 
you need specific guys in the group to do specific things. And if they can't spec out the armor to do that, then it makes the raid or the world boss harder, right? So maybe the damage is you survive against arc better, right? And so during certain portions of the of the boss battle, there's a large arc damage bomb that goes off, and only those people who have that armor are going to survive that attack right. in order to bring back the guys who don't. Like, that kind of thing. It has to be a synergized battle, not just a three-man team, but when you expand it to the six-man team, right? Maybe we're going to run it where we got two guys that can do that, or maybe we're going to run it where we got this guy can do extra damage. He, His armor lets him do extra damage to shielded guys, like that kind of combos. Like, that's what you need. Sure, you can go do the, the raid yeah, and, then... the, and the boss without those perks, but with those perks, right. it's it, a lot easier to so, accomplish. So would you make it, though, because what about for all Titans, right? Could you make it where you're doing just – would it be possible okay, to do okay, it? But, with, but, once, but once again, I'm talking about – I'm trying to use the, the – Right, the you're using MMO. Game. Right, you're no, using no, – No, no, I'm not using just MMO. I'm using the, the, the lore of their own fucking game, okay? Right. Titans are frontline battle. Right. That's Watch. what they are. Right? Yeah, right, they are first to go to battle. They're the first ones to attack. They're the first ones to defend. That's a titan. So, why don't we pair up some moves and some abilities with that in mind? Okay, either they're harder to kill or they do more damage, and you have to spec out one or the other. Right, just on the basic level, we don't got to get too into like detail detail. Right, if he does more damage, then maybe he has he can carry extra weapons, extra ammo, heavy ammo for machine guns and rocket launchers. Yeah, but he can do more damage. Yeah, but it's not that hard. Don't they don't they do that right now anyway with the with the different class perks a, yes, as far as the could, Titan? Yeah, but you can't spec like you did in the first game. I could spec with the first game and make him and make I I paired it up with the uh not not the Gallahorn, the other one with the with the flames. Uh what the hell was the rocket launcher's name? It was it was a um, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Dragon's head the Dragon's head rocket launcher. Or I can't remember what the name of it is now. Wasn't but that, I, spe that I specced out oh, that Dragon's Breath. Breath. Dragon's Breath. Breath. Thank you, dude. So I specced out my Titan where I would find extra heavy ammo. I would hold extra ammo. And because I was using that rocket launcher, when I reloaded it, it had a chance to hold more. So it, technically speaking, I could just run around for the entire strike with just the rocket launcher. I didn't have to switch to anything. I was just a heavy trooper at that point. Right. I was seeing. I was using my uh, the bubble. And I uh, to create the the safe zone for the people, and I was just rocketing rocketing everything. Why am I not allowed to do that now? Why do the wh you notice that all the perks that they have now don't synergize? The perks that they have for D1 synergize. There were certain weapons you figured it out over time from playing. You figured out that if I was a warlock and I used the bad juju with this helmet and these gauntlets, you know, like it was like I was I was a master uh, destructoid with the fucking juju. Right, I, unlimited shots. I'm right. going crazy. Like, right now, I'm I'm like that with my hunter. I'm right. uh, knives galore right now. Right, there's certain. That's the way the game is supposed to be, though. There's supposed to be armor and weapons in the game that you learn over time that synergize well for specific purposes in the game. That's called reasons, reasons to find that armor, reasons to find the weapons, not just I'm going to kill more stuff because I'm trying to get a masterwork piece. I it doesn't do okay. Congratulations. How would, where, what am I using this gun for? What am I using it for? How would you have done? Do you what do you know about the Black Armory? Because I know you don't play it. I know I know very little. Okay, 
So they've released the very first week, they released the first Forge, then a raid on Friday, and then a second Forge on Friday, and then they just released the third Forge today. Now, with content like this, where they got the $35 up front, okay? They can, and, do, they can do whatever they want. I know, but... And then $12, basically, for each of the expansions over the next 12 weeks before the next one comes out. How would you change the way they're delivering the content as far as in their state that, that they're dropping it right now, right? How would you change, if you would change, the way they're they're releasing the content? Okay, it's it's actually quite simple. It's already been stated that the developers in Bungie cannot keep up with the voraciousness of the community. Right, their words. Whatever, whatever they, whatever they release, yeah. the, the 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 hardcore people are going to devour as soon as possible. So, in order to combat that, you need to have game loops in place that create a natural pause in time that people can't reach a certain level until they go through these game loops. Okay. Right? Not just not just a grind, specific grind, but like. You have to do this to do this, and then once you do that, you do this. Like, there's, there's an order to it, right? Not to say that it has to be regimented, but there's an order to it. That gives them time. Now, the, the, the percentage of people who are diehards are probably not as many as the more the casual and mid-ground people that play 10 or 12 hours a week. Right. All right? Or 20 Which hours. still a lot. We lost, we lost Sarge again. <laughs> Maybe maybe the mic's getting broke. Maybe it's the maybe it's the cable. Nope, can't hear you. Yet. <clears throat> I'll bring you. We'll buy you a new a new cable. Could be your port though too. Could be a USB port. You're back. I hear you. I hear you. How about oh, how about now? Yep, you're good. I'm not sure much longer. It's gonna hold out. I don't know what's going on. All right, so in order for in order for the developers of uh, to to have time to create what they need to create, okay, either they have to have multiple teams running in concurrent loops right. in order to release the content, or you have to, and for lack of a better word, you have to time gate certain things. Now, not because I'm saying the Black Armory, but I'm just saying, like you said before, you can't do B until you do A. Like that's what has to that's what has to happen. Right. And you have to make it either puzzle driven or time driven or level power level driven to where unless you're at that point, you don't discover the next thing. That's how you slow down everyone's consumption of content. They the way that they release stuff is, well, here's the 10 missions. It's got a cute little story, but you're going to chew through it in 20 minutes. Right. Like it doesn't make sense. No matter how fast they do it, you're going to be running into content droughts. That's the way it is. So in between the content drops, you have to have a pertinent game loop for them to do. Like, how how hard it, would it be to create a world boss? Or how hard would it be to create just another thing on a planet somewhere? Right. Or just an instance, just for the month of February. Just for the month of February, we we go to, like the moon we go back to the moon for whatever reason and there's a little thing there and you could spend the month the whole month of Jan or february going through the moon stuff yep right right and then and then when they're ready for the next content thing to drop there are people still going through the moon and that little thing you know it's just it's what it is you give you give people purpose and there has to be a loot pool 
that goes along with each thing that you release. It can't be kind of, sort of, or reskin gun. Well, it has to be something pertinent. If I do the moon on in February, what's the gear for? And then that's the secret. The gear that drops from the moon hints, hints to what's to come. Like, defense against, like, so-and-so's laser blast. And you're like, uh, what, who? I don't even recognize that name. Like, they, they talk about a thing that's not even in the game yet. This armor protects me against a guy's laser beams that I don't even seen yet? Right. Ooh, that's interesting. Right. I'm going to hang on to this armor. I'm not going to destroy it. Right. Because I'm probably going to need it. Right? And then if you don't do the moon, then you're missing that piece. Right. You missed that so piece. That so when that cotton comes out again, okay, not only is it harder to get that piece then, it's a very rare drop, but your progression is harder. But Sarge, don't I don't have time to play the game. Okay, but that's why we use our system, which is I farm for guns, I put my own perks on my own weapons, and that way I can spec out my guy at least better than what the normal random rolls would give me right. in order for me to have a fighting chance at something that's harder than I am. You realize that the entire time you guys are shooting up all these guys, nothing's difficult now. Right. Nothing difficult. No. The only thing that's difficult is if like if some absurd nightfall with a burn on it that nobody wants to play. Right, but if it is difficult, people right. just run past everything. But that's what I'm saying. Like you have to make the you have to make the unlocks in the game mean something. Like yeah. if, you, if they run listen, if they run through the strike because they don't like it, then they don't get the drop. Right, because they didn't right? hit the prerequisites of, of of the strike is is to kill every enemy on the strike right. in a certain amount of time and then you get the badass drop right which makes people want to replay the strike over and over again to get a better time right with better gear the lower the lower the lower the time the, the better percentage the better, the gear, yes. the better percentage of the gear that's going to drop for you right if you, hit, if you if you and your fire team are spec'd out badass and you go through a strike and you fucking sw clean sweep it and and here's the best part we didn't talk about but you don't die that's the other thing. Right. Difficulty of a strike in the nightfall is don't die. Yeah. If you make it through, if you're spec'd out correctly and you're a badass and your skills are on point and you go through the entire strike, you sweet clean sweep them and you don't die, guaranteed drop. Right. Guaranteed drop. Right. No deaths. And I beat the time because I'm badass. Did I spec out correctly? Yes, I did. Badass gear drops. Right. That's how it should be. And if you're if you're a hard right, and if you're a hardcore gamer, you don't need that gear. Because you can go through that strike and not die because you're just a, a really good skilled player, but that the casual, if they want to do the exact same thing, as long as long as they get all the prerequisites, then they can do exactly that the same thing. Right, right, that's right. They work towards they work towards the gear in order to get the next piece. Right. Maybe, maybe they don't get all the pieces, but not they know everyone, what the, not everyone's going to get everything. The casuals know what they're working towards. They're right. not just running around randomly. Right. Hoping for the next piece of content to drop. Right. I always, I always hated the fact that you, like, I always give the example for the Crucible for Power Gear. Right. I don't like the state of the Crucible right now. I just don't. It says it's not. It's not. A, I'm not a fan of it. Right. So, to, to farm, uh, um, what what's that thing again? Essence. Okay. From the public event instead of the 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 um, the Crucible. Everyone's like, well, you in the comment section on YouTube, they were like, well, he went the wrong way. He should have done mayhem. Because he would have got more matches out of that than than public event, but the, what they didn't take an effect is, I hate PvP, and I understand that I'm cutting off a part of the game, 
and I choose to do that, right? So the, the, the next fastest way to do it is public events, okay? Now, if I spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes into a Crucible match to get 10 uh, Essence, or if I do public events for 10 minutes and get 10 Essence, it's still 10 minutes, right? Regardless of what you're doing. Yeah, but the, but the, way, the, the way that Bungie de designed it is that if you look at it, if I play for 90 minutes, regardless of what I play, I'm going to receive the same amount of stuff. Right. So if so, if that's the case, then what should it matter where I play exactly for those ninety minutes? Exactly. I've been saying this recently. I said because Lono said, what, "What would you do to fix this system like this?" I said, "Well, instead of because I don't like Crucible and I don't like Gambit, so I'm missing I'm missing four powerful engrams a week, two dailies, two weeklies. Okay, for that for those two things. Okay, so I'm, it's a huge chunk that I'm missing because I refuse to play it because I'm not having fun. I should be able to do if I want to do 15 strikes and every three strikes, I get a powerful gear. What's the difference? What's the difference if I'm spending an hour and a half in this in this world well, the instead argument, of an hour and a half in Gambit? The, arg the argument I hear the other, the other side say is you're supposed to play the game the way that they want you to play, right? But that's, that, uh, Bungie wants you to play their entire game. But once again, if you, if you, if it, if you label it as an open-world shared shoot-a-looter, then I shouldn't be forced to do shit I don't like. Right. And by the way, I, I think it is the same way, because why is it with every future DLC that's come out, including the sequel to Destiny? Why is it? Is there always a court of Oryx? It's just called something else. Right. And it's the setting is different. Yeah. It's just a reskin of the same activity with just a different backdrop. It's the same. So obviously you, you want us to do the same thing, but you made it look different. So we feel better about it. Right. It's but it's the same activity. Yeah. Right? It's designed that way. I, I, it just, I don't know. It just, uh, that's all I really have to say about it. I mean, I, I just feel like there, there needs to be, if I don't want, and I, I feel the same way for PvP. If there's PvP players out there that don't want to play PvE to get a certain weapon, they shouldn't have to, right? Because PvP and PvE should be separate. And they can get the same gun, but the perks, the perks should be PvP and PvE. I've always said that, okay? But I, I, would, I don't want to grind... I don't want to grind to get a gun in PvP. I don't want to do 40 matches. I also don't want to play for an hour and a half and get a powerful drop and then take that powerful drop and not get anything from it. You know what I mean? That I literally wasted an hour and a half of my time to get a drop that didn't give me anything, right? That's not respecting my time. They they just need to choose and fix respecting the player's time. If if it if it was a if it was a natural game loop with rewards, but the rewards didn't bump you so high, but you still got rewarded, then that's the better method. I should always be progressing towards something. If that's the game. The game's about the loot, right? But you, you, but you block me off because at a certain point I can't get any higher in light level, and I just keep getting b different guns. So now, what? What's the? Why can't the level be the level? Right. Why? Why can't? Why is it I... light level? It's just to lock things out. Right. So why <clears throat> is it that when I get to a certain point? that maybe it's the gear that I have or a different way of looking at it, the experience points that I put in that I can level myself up, right? And just make it, make it, make each time the level goes up, it's a little bit more each time. So right. it's harder to get to the next level, right? But you're still, <clears throat> you're still constantly shooting things. That's what you're doing. So if I'm constantly shooting things, then let the gear reflect my time invested in the guns that I have. Let the kills I get add to the gun eventually 
Like, let my experience points speak for themselves. So if, if I end up with a bunch of modified weapons that I've leveled up over time, that I, I look at that in my inventory and go, this is what my time was worth. Right. I, I've, I've done this for a reason, not just I'm mindlessly shooting for whatever reason. Uh, the bottom line is that Bungie's investment design team is not very good. That's not like the very has been very strong suit. They need to bring in consultants who have helped on games like Warframe and Diablo to improve the systems. Dado said it well. Bungie needs to let the content make their content. They have the uh, scaffolding in place, just not the meat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Neuralizer. Absolutely. Like we, anybody who's been around long enough knows that this is this is the greatest test game of all time. Oh, yeah. Right? It's one one giant test. Destiny is just one giant test. <clears throat> and, and you know it's a test because they keep changing things but every six, eight months. I have to applaud them, though, right? Yeah. Bethesda is a test as well with Fallout 76. The difference, The difference is Bungie has a very good graphics. The gameplay is phenomenal. It's the best shooting game, hands down. Okay? It just feels fantastic. It's just fun when you play the game. If Bethesda could capture that, people wouldn't give as much shit. You know what I'm saying? If you put if you put the beauty if you put the beauty of Destiny with Bethesda's storytelling abilities together, you have a Bioware that's, game. That, that, that's right. Where do you go? You get a Bioware game. Yeah. yeah, you get a Bioware game. Which I don't know if you which, watched it. Which I'm getting really excited about Anthem, Sarge. No, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting excited just because. Send me, send me the link. I'll watch it. The le- the there's like four. It. There's four streams. Go watch them on Anthem Game. Go to Twitch and type in Anthem Game. Follow the channel. Go look at the past videos. Four videos at 45 or 50 minutes apiece. Okay? Okay? Anthem is shaping up to basically what I would like Destiny to be. No, no, I understand that. Don't go blind. No, no, I'm listening to what the customization is and the weapons and the way you level up and the way you do stuff. And that's the game that Destiny should have been. Should have been. Okay? Now, uh, it's EA. It's Bioware. There could be microtransactions, and they already said they already said there's not that could be. No, no, they said there is microtransactions, but they're skins only, is what they said. But basically, that's what it is. I'm going blind. I I could be going blind. I could be going blind. My my wife did poke me in the eye last night. I went to bed, Sarge. Swear to God, I lay in bed. I I get down in bed. I I go with this with my phone, right? I'm laying. I'm watching one last video that you sent me. All of a sudden, my wife leans, like rolls over in bed to try to like cuddle with me and goes, ah, pokes me right in the eye, cuts, scratches my retina. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, my eyes all like red and scratchy and it hurts. I'm telling you, man, I, I can't get away from, I, I got injured in my sleep and I wasn't even, I just laid down. That'll teach me to watch a video in bed. <clears throat> So let's see. We have a couple of minutes left. Two minutes left. Uh, I am going blind. Uh, yep, it's sketchy. It's nothing. All right, guys. I'm not streaming tonight. I'm not streaming tonight. I'm I'm taking a break. I'm, I am going to play video games, but I'm not streaming tonight. Uh, I'm going to let my voice rest. Uh, there is no stream tomorrow morning as well. The holidays. Um, I will stream at night straight up from the Xbox uh, when I'm on vacation, um, and then my night streams will take over starting um, uh, Tuesday night. I come back late Tuesday night on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Uh, I'll I'll stream probably from like eleven to like one, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So my, my schedule goes to night shift for the next two weeks because my son's off from school. So there'll be no day streams. This is the last podcast 
for 2018. We're not going to have one next Thursday as well either. So this will be the final episode of Season 4 of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm, uh, if you haven't watched it, you really need to watch this uh, Fallout New California, the, the, the game that these guys have made, these, these modders. It's like a full game. For which one? You really oh, for, I'm watching. I'm watching a full playthrough of the Fallout. Fallout New California. Right. It's those guys that that know the game inside and out. They made their own. They're they the made their own yeah, spinoff. The, the mods. Yeah. It's it's really damn good. It's really damn good. <clears throat> I have to take a look at it. Um, do I want to play Sea of Thieves? Uh, yeah, we can play Sea of Thieves. We can play Sea of Thieves. It'll be fine. Um, so you guys have a happy holiday, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, happy New Year. We'll be back January, I think it's 4th, I believe. January 4th. Um, I'm going to take these episodes, um, and they're going to be broken up on YouTube because no one wants to sit through a two-hour video. So they're, they're going to be broken up into different categories. That's the way I'm going to do it on YouTube now. Uh, the podcast um, will be full-length in the audio format. So I do appreciate you guys coming out. Season 5 of Generation X Gaming starts on January 4th. I appreciate you guys uh, coming out and watching, listening. Um, Please uh, share, like, send it out to people through Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. Make sure you get the Anchor app. Uh, here's the Anchor link one more time uh, if you guys haven't hit it already. There you go. Check out anchor.fm slash gxg. That is where we will be hosting uh, our podcast from here on out. Do appreciate you guys watching. Guys, have a wonderful week. I'll see you guys next week in my stream. Peace. Take care, guys. two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.